Welcome to the Zanak Unplugged podcast. My name is Kalenga. On this episode, we will explore the world of green finance and its role in advancing sustainable initiatives. Green finance refers to financial products and services that you know promote environmental sustainability. On this episode, to help me discuss this even further, I have with me Charlie Mwefieni, Zanako Chief Commercial Officer. Charlie, welcome to the Zanako Unplugged podcast. Thank you very much and good afternoon, good evening to viewers and listeners out there. Let's go straight to business. Sure. I've got a two-part question, but let's answer the first part first. What is green finance? I know I touched a bit on it in the preamble, but what really is green finance? Yeah, it, it really refers to the financing modes that look at ensuring that certain aspects of environmental, social, and governance are considered when you're doing finance. So the aim really is to ensure that at the end of it all, you're pushing long-term investments. And as you make those investment decisions, you take into account the ESG, which is environmental, um, social, and governance. So basically, that's what sustainable finance is. And there are different definitions to it. But by and large, those are the issues that are taken into account. Have you considered the environment? Have you considered the social aspects as you're financing? Have you considered the governance aspects as you're doing the financing? So can we then talk about how it differs from traditional banking services, this green finance? Absolutely. So there's, there's so much focus around managing the financial risks that are coming out of climate change. So with the aspects of climate change, which is, which is affecting the environment, the planet, there are certain risks that are stemming out of that. And sustainable finance, as opposed to the traditional financing, is trying to ensure that those risks are managed. Now, apart from the, that, it's also focusing on creating a sustainable future in which businesses can grow and generate revenue. So how are you seeing your business model developing for the future so that you can sustain the growth, you can create sustainable um, profits. But more so, you would know that banks are usually usually um, regulated or highly regulated uh, by regulators or central banks. Now, with sustainable finance, that's even elevated more because now there's a lot of advocacy for transparency. Are you doing the things that you set yourselves to do? Are they aligning to international standards? Um, are you trying to cheat people? So there's so much transparency that is required in that. And of course, uh, part of the ESG that I mentioned too, it's fostering inclusive growth. So if you're a business that in a certain economy, community, are you ensuring that the people in that community are carried along? Are you respecting their rights? If you're developing or placing a business in that community, have you actually considered what impact your business will do to that community and the people? Charlie, how can banks then like Zanaco, commercial banks, align you know, their financial products with uh, sustainability, sustainability goals? And uh, what are the advantages of doing so? So maybe let's unpack sustainability goals. Um, uh, this, this, I think, is referring to sustainable development goals, okay? And there are about 17 sustainable development goals, but I will summarize them into five pillars. And usually this is how um, 
that scholars use to 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 summarize their sustain, sustainable development goals or SDGs. So they actually touch on people, planet, prosperity, peace, and partnerships. So whenever you're thinking around sustainability goals, those are the aspects or pillars that we're talking about. So with the, your question around the products aligning to sustainability goals, what comes into mind is that are you developing products that can touch people's lives in a positive way, that can protect the planet, that can create prosperity and hopefully distribute it equitably, that can promote peace, and of course, that can enhance partnerships. So with the way the banking or rather just business world works, when we develop a product, it's aimed at solutioning for a problem or a customer need. So as a banker, I've got a customer that needs certain product, and that customer is trying to drive another product to solution for another a problem for humanity. Now, with that, you're hoping that when businesses are solutioning for those societal problems, they are touching lives of the people, they are respecting the needs and requirements of the environment, they are promoting peace, they are pushing for prosperity, and they are creating partnerships. So with us, it's important that we align with certain businesses that are going to connect these dots and hence our products will be able to align to the needs or the requirements and expectations of sustainability goals. You know, having said what you said, I think for me this begs the question, what are some of the sectors that Zanaco can support in terms of sustainable finance? Before I even go to that, you did ask another question, follow-up question to that, mm, which basically yeah. is touching on 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 the on the benefits of aligning products to sustainability goals. Yes. I just thought I, I need to uh, answer that question as well. First and, first and foremost, as as a leader, as a business leader, there's no better feeling than knowing you're creating impact in a place where you work, or in an environment, or in a community where your business is. So, from a personal perspective. Leaders have the agenda to create positive impact. So it's, it's a huge benefit. Now, as you do that, you align the organization goals to that. You're building a certain brand, a brand that will be attractive to the customers, to investors. So you, basically your, your value for the business grows because now customers are looking at you as a responsible corporate citizen and they would want to do business with you. But of course, the other advantage and benefit is that sustainability brings about new opportunities, new business opportunities, and of course, guarantees at least long-term profitability. I can go to your question around the sectors yes. there. Uh, Zanaku and supporting sustainable finance. Yes. So some of the sectors are being yeah, at, at the moment, we've prioritized about four sectors, uh, one being renewable energy. Now, mm. In renewable energy, there are businesses that are trying to generate energy from natural processes that are continuously being replenished. So if you take an example of hydro production or power from hydro, um, there there is there's water that you know can generate power. Generate power. Yeah. And it's it's not depleting. 
so th- those are s- sort of um, businesses that are falling under the renewable energy forestry. As you would know, trees decarbonize the environment. So any business that is planting trees is one of the focus sectors that we have. And then there's secular economies. Secular economy, basically, these are production models that involve reusing, repair, repairing, and recycling existing materials as many times as possible so that you reduce the amount of energy that you, you, you use and, and you reduce the amount of natural uh, raw materials that you need to use because you're basically recycling or reusing the same ones. And of course, the other sector is sustainable agriculture. Now, in sustainable agriculture, what is the focus is basically on ensuring that you are producing food for society to meet its needs while taking into account the needs of future generations. So you don't want to compromise the ability of future generation to produce their food. So are you ensuring that as you prepare your land, you preserving the land so that future generations can use that land. Are you ensuring that you're using the water resource in a manner that future generation will find the water resources and also uh, get to use it? So these are the sectors that we are focusing on. And how do we ensure now that we drive sus- sustainability or we, the businesses meet sustainable goals in those sectors? It's really, really providing finance. The issue of capital is is huge when you talk about sustainability. Most of the projects under sustainability are, are of a long-term nature, meaning you need to ensure that you match the funding to the projects or business models that are operating. You can't, for instance, give a renewable energy a two-year loan and you think it, it will turn out right. No. So our job is to ensure that we provide that right capital projects that are in the sustainable space. And that uh, comes to some of the things that we've done in the recent past. In 2022, we did get accredited to the Green Climate Fund that provides an opportunity for any single business to access about $50 million to finance their their, uh, products or projects. That is very critical in as far as uh, sustainable finance is concerned. And we also did sign up another loan facility with the British International Investments of $50 million aimed at ensuring that we support SMEs in the sustainability journey as well. The other things that we do in the journey to support these sectors that I mentioned is also giving advisory support. We need to appreciate that it's not every business that fully understands what they need to do in order to embark on this journey. The bank being what it is and the experience that it has through other partnerships and the works that we've done, it's our responsibility to ensure that we handhold these customers, give them the advice that they require as they embark on their journeys. We also want to share some market insights about success stories that have happened about profitable business models in sustainability. Because sometimes businesses fail to transition because they think maybe these business models are not sustainable. And through our interactions, we are able to know which cases have shown and have created evidence that actually it's profitable to embark on that. So those are some of the things that we do as we um, work with the sectors that I, I did mention. I hear you. 
Charlie, how can green finance contribute to the transition to a low-carbon economy and support sustainable development goals? Okay, I will still um, go back to the other questions around sustainable development goals um, so that I just link how the financing can help with uh, transitioning into low-carbon business models. So like we had discussed previously, the SDG goals are structured around five pillars, and that's people, planet, prosperity, peace, and partnerships. Now, that should always be at the back of your mind when you are involved in sustainability business models. How do you impact these pillars? And as our financial institutions, as we sit and develop and structure products, we are asking ourselves, which are the right business model to support? And in our view, the right business models are those that will create businesses that impact positively these pillars. So by and large, when a business is formed, they are basically trying to resolve society problems and not profiting from the problems that they would create. So that is very, very key. And in as far as sustainability is concerned, you need to keep an eye on those sort of businesses. We do acknowledge the fact that businesses cannot resolve all the SDG goals. It's almost impossible. But we're looking at businesses that at the minimum can incorporate even one SDG goal into their business models. Now, when that is done, we know that their DNA is structured around ensuring that sustainability goals are well managed or are met. And then we start creating the products that will drive that journey. Now, so the issue of low carbon economy is really, really based around ensuring that we make the planet a safer place for everyone. So the planet is a pillar on the five pillars that I mentioned. And in, in that planet, there are people. In that, in, within those people, we're pushing peace and prosperity. So by developing financing products, we're basically ensuring that we are reducing carbon emissions. And at the end of it all, we are touching the SDGs as it were. So we are contributing to meeting those SDGs as we finance the business that has started transitioning. Charlie, earlier you mentioned uh, money coming in from Britain. You also mentioned regulatory bodies, and I'd love to tap into uh, the, the role of uh, these two bodies I've just mentioned. Like, what, what role do regulatory frameworks and international agreements play in promoting green finance initiatives? Yeah, so um, international bodies are very critical because first and foremost, they have the experience, they've got the expertise um, and knowledge built over a long, uh, a long time. And they can help you just set up the financing models that you require as, a, as, a, as an institution. Uh, do you have the right processes? Do you have the right expertise? Um, uh, have you um, made sure that there are right frameworks to manage the risks that comes with uh, uh, green uh, loans. So those are some of the areas that international organizations 
would be helping you with. And for obviously the central banks, they try to maintain the integrity and soundness and stability of the financial sector. So whenever you're giving cap- capital to some of these projects, are you not taking too much risk, for, for instance? So the, the central banks and regulators will come in and say, are you doing the right things? Are you matching funding to what the projects? Have you done the right tenors, et cetera, et cetera? Or the risks that you've identified, have you solutioned for them? And then obviously there's an aspect of someone just validating whether you're doing the right things. And most of these things that we do in sustainability, they are already international standards that have been agreed upon. So there's an aspect of a risk of greenwashing, which is basically you pretending you're doing something and yet you're not doing it. (laughs) So you need someone to come and double check with you. And so these international bodies have helped us set up making sure that we create the right baseline in our portfolios. They check which, which company is doing what, and they tell us where we need to engage companies further so that they do the right things. They look at our processes end-to-end, our risk acceptance criteria. Is it aligned to international standards? And once we give money, are we going back to the customers and ensuring that, yes, they're doing the right things and committed to the standards that have been established? So... In a nutshell, these international stand, uh, international organizations and, and central banks ensure that banks are able to establish appropriate policies, structures, practices that will support the green loans and maintain the safety and stability of the financial sector. Interesting. Charlie, as with uh, you know, every new initiative that comes on onto the market or into our businesses, there's pros and there's cons, there's challenges that business leaders are going to face. What do you feel are some of the key leadership challenges that business uh, leaders might face as they transition to sustainable business models? Yeah, sustainability is 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 great, but it's got its own um, uh, challenges, as you had put it, and because it affects change, it affects a disruption in in the way you do things. There's always going to be a challenge. Now, with sustainability, you need to incorporate it into your strategy right you, otherwise you 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 can't you can't transition as an institution if sustainability is not being discussed at the highest level okay with that comes competing demands because there's so many strategic priorities that you need to close so you've got the board and and they've been given the mandate by the shareholders and they're looking for profit and they're looking at what initiatives or strategic priorities would deliver those profits. And within that basket, you bring in the strategic, uh, the sustainability uh, initiative. Now, that competition and competing demands between the existing strategic priorities that are mostly stemming out of traditional business models and the new one, that's the beginning of problems or challenges that a leader has to face. So there's there's need for courageous leadership to be able to incorporate sustainability into the traditional strategic models that we've been using. So that's one thing. The other level of conf, conf, uh, the challenge comes in when you're now cascading the strategy to the rest of the organization. 
you find that there's usually conflicts within the organization, different functions, depending on how they understand it. Externally, you find investors that are thinking, okay, in this odd model, a traditional business model, I could have made so much in returns. But you're telling me I'll make the same return in maybe 10 years, which I would have made in five years. So already there's a problem there. Now, as leaders, you need to be able to explain the importance of having a long-term view when it comes to sustainability. Because even the five-year sort of return that someone is talking about, if we become so careless, that won't be there. Your entire traditional business model won't exist. So that's another area where leaders find challenges. How do you convince the internal stakeholders and external stakeholders? Coming back to the internal stakeholders, again, you'll have different sides of the people that you're leading. There are those that are, are quick to buy into an idea, a change idea. There are those that are so wired around traditional business models. And they're thinking, why are we even doing this? And sometimes people don't see sustainability at close range. In African markets, we are actually able to see the impacts of climate change. But you know, the way the mind works, we kind of resist change. And so as a leader, you need to find a way of managing that conflict so that you, you don't lose focus. At the end of it all, it's how you balance between the sustainability strategic priority and the traditional priorities that you've been facing. You need to create that balance and you need to have the, the tools and skills to ensure that both re receive the desired attention that they need. Because at the end of it all, we're bu building businesses for the future and sustainability is the future. But the traditional business might just fuel into that future. They will fuel the transition into that future. But when you leave it on its own, it's not sustainable. It won't see you into the future. When you incorporate it with building a sustainable business model, then you are creating a more sustainable future for the business. So really leaders of today have to build the frameworks, the courage, the patience to ensure that we don't lose focus. We strike a balance between sustainable uh, business models as well as the traditional business models. We keep an eye on the future. We keep an eye on what customers are thinking about. We keep an eye on the impact that we're creating on the environment, both downstream and, and upstream. We keep an eye on what the suppliers are doing. We keep an eye on what products you're developing yourself. Are they impacting the environment, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some of the challenges that leaders face in today's world as we embark on sustainability. Interesting. Charles, it's been great having you on the Zanok Unplugged podcast. And uh, if I may add, green finance is a term that is fast finding a permanent place in our business vocabulary. And I like how you've broken it down for us to fully understand and fully understand it well, what green finance is all about. Thanks a lot for coming to the Zanok Unplugged podcast. And, uh, we hope to see you again soon. Thank you for having me. All right, to the next episode. Have a lovely day.